This is To The Point with Marcus Amick, where we cut through all the noise to discuss the things that matter most driving the world of automotive sales. Let's get to it. As part of Rock Ed's continuing celebration of Women's History Month, this week's guest on To The Point is Kim Adams House, someone whose accolades in the automotive industry are too many to count. Kim currently serves as head of licensing and merchandising all brands for Stellantis. Her tenure with the company has included several other senior level executive positions, most notably head of Jeep brand advertising, a position she held for nearly a decade. Kim, I want to thank you for for joining us on To The Point. I am more than happy to be here with you today, Marcus. Thank you for the invitation. You know, I've I have been following your career for quite some time. You have been such an intricate part of everything that has gone on at the now Stellantis. But I've I, I've always been curious. What initially prompted you to pursue a career in automotive? Well, you know what? That is um, a really special question, and I think you know my background kind of led me here. Um, I think I came about it naturally. I hearken from Detroit and I am a family or part of a family of car buffs, particularly my father. Um, Not only did he treasure cars, but he also had the commitment and foresight to make sure that they operated properly. So he tinkered a lot with cars and I was always the eight-year-old holding the flashlight to make sure that he could see the engine block and all these other things. Um, so I really think um, that started it. He hand-washed all of his cars, making sure that they showed well, and he passed that love and passion on to, to me and to my siblings. And so it's really wonderful memories that I think kind of started that. And so um, what better way to live out your legacy and his legacy as well, to be honest with you, than being a part of this powerful industry that really I've grown to love and be so much of an integral part of. There, there is this, this, this deep connection um, in a number of ways between native Detroiters and automotive that I always, I always tend to tell people that it's kind of, it's kind of difficult to grasp the depth of it unless you are actually in the city and spend time in the city. Can you talk about that briefly? Just that, that, that deep connection. Well, you know, um, you, you, I, I just remember as a youngster um, touring the Ford Rouge plant, um, G, GM, Ford, Chrysler were termed during those times as the big three. Um, all of our families and relatives, many worked in the automotive industry. So you could never really separate yourself from it because it was so much a part of your very fabric. And I think some of the things that, you know, of course, happened over time, the upturns, the downturns, you know, showed a resiliency for, I think, the city of Detroit. Um, And I think also gave opportunity to having these mega companies, you know, really work to have a presence in, you know, our metro area and to dimensionalize themselves to the world. And each has gone on to, you know, do that in their own way. And I believe that Stellantis clearly has done it, you know, with our recent plant um, that opened recently, our Mac 
Avenue complex that employs so many of the Detroit residents that make, you know, some of our most valued and esteemed vehicles. So, yeah, it is definitely part and parcel to who we are. You you have you have held a a, um, a number of of positions mm-hmm. um, within within the scope and and please correct me if I'm wrong within the scope of marketing and sales and licensing it, would that would you say that kind of captures it? Well, you know what, um, Marcus, I started um, in marketing for sure, but I was a brand manager for the Jeep Wrangler. That was my first job. I did also work in product planning. Um, and then, you know, moved into marketing and communications, ultimately advertising and marketing. And then most recently, my current role is licensing and merchandising. I had a, a licensing and merchandising for all of our brands, um, particularly the North American brands. So so what have you enjoyed most about working in the industry, considering the, the breadth of ex- experiences that you've had? The one thing that I can say that just puts a smile on my face, even when I talk about it, is the fact that it is incredibly, incredibly dynamic and ever-changing. I've seen a lot in my career, um, as we just spoke, some ups, some downs, but there's a special resiliency that I've not only seen, but been a part of. Um, I have to say the vast majority of my career has been spent in varying capacities working on the Jeep brand. And that has been a huge privilege. And as you said, you know, a wide range of uh, responsibilities. But I really worked on or worked with a team um, that really created the narrative for this brand, um, stemming back to maybe 2009, you know, coming out of bankruptcy and needing to shore up, you know, the brand strength of all of our brands in North America. Um, And the Jeep brand was the one that, you know, I was allowed to be a part of framing that story, framing that narrative. Um, I worked during that time with our former CEO, Mike Manley, on the brand side and then on the advertising side, um, led by Olivier Francois, our chief marketing officer. Um, That was really the start of this incredible legacy that this brand has developed that allows it to be such an icon worldwide. Um, We've been in many Super Bowls. You know, I was a part of that. That was incredibly hard work, but it was incredible rewards that you get and seeing a story come to life and being well-received on the world's largest stage. Um, So there's been, you know, quite a lot that I've seen, but I think probably, you know, the involvement that I had with Jeep and to be what I would classify as a brand steward that, you know, reintroduced the brand to the world and the world welcomed it with open arms. Um, you know, we have this adage from one of our campaigns when we celebrated the 75th anniversary. Um, and it was to our credit and to our fortune, you know, well received. It was it received the Super Clio Award for the best Super Bowl spot in the game. And the adage is or the tagline is, we don't make Jeep, you do. And that just basically Uh, says that the world is really who owns this brand. The fans, the followers, and the owners are the true ones that own this brand. We just are the stewards, you know, of it. And so that, I think, maybe culminates, you know, some of the 
the great joys that I've had in the industry, you know, huge campaigns that I've worked on with a number of different people. And, you know, from Oprah Winfrey, as an example, um, she was the voiceover in a really special spot in 2013 um, that we partnered with the USO. And it was paying tribute to the many men and women who sacrificed sacrifice their lives every day um, as part of our troops to protect our freedom. And that was a special partnership with the USO, again, on the Super Bowl stage that we showcased it. And that is a relationship that still lives on today. And so it's those moments. Um, we had great partnerships over several years with the USA basketball team. Um, and we worked with Jalen Rose, who became a very good friend of the brand. Of course, you likely know him as an ESPN analyst, former right. Michigan Fab Five, et cetera. I also went to Michigan. But, um, you know, he actually helped us in identifying key athletes in the NBA that would be great partners for Jeep. And so Chris Paul, you know, who currently is with the Phoenix, Phoenix Suns, Kyrie Irving, currently with the Brooklyn Nets, Paul George, currently with the LA Clippers. And our relationship with Jalen started maybe back in 2011, 2012, but it goes on today. And he, of course, is the founder of the Jalen Rose Leadership Academy. And we have been intimately involved with them for many, many years, contributing to their scholarship fund. Um, also mentoring, um, having a career day with the um, students, sponsoring their basketball teams. And so that relationship still goes on today. And a really good current campaign. Right. I was going to say that. I was going to end with that, that, you know, the new Grand Wagoneer uh, social media campaign that he is talking about just the, you know, what his journey has been and what role these uh, streets of Detroit have done to shape him. And so what better tribute to, you know, celebrate, you know, our brand to celebrate his legacy and celebrate the city of Detroit than to showcase it in such an authentic way. Wow. 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 Well, well, let me ask you this, because you've had so many successes over your career. What has been sort of the root of your success? What do you attribute your success in the industry to? Well, you know what? Um, this may sound a bit cliche, Marcus, but I'm going to speak from my heart. Um, I was first of all raised by great parents and I'm part of what I would consider to be unquestionably a great family. Um, my parents valued education. Um, my mother ensured that we each believed that we were lovable and capable and able to do anything that we set our sights on. My dad taught me humility. Sure, as you said, I've had a, a great career with many, many accomplishments, but despite what you may have done, you can't take yourself too seriously. Um, humility and the heart to be humble and to see others who you know, who they are is truly a gift, you know, not being judgmental, et cetera. And I have my sons who 
also celebrate me, but they also see me for who I am, their mother. And um, I think that developing a sense of, like I said, strength of character, humility. Um, I've always been a person that wanted my work to speak for itself. Um, And I know that I have a commitment to excellence and I strive to work really hard to be where I am. And so um, I've used all of those tools um, and the failures that come along with it to grow and to become the person that I am. When you look back on your career, is there is there one thing that you would have done differently? You know what, Marcus? Um, not a thing, honestly. Wow. Um, as I think I've shared, <clears throat> excuse me, I've seen ups, downs, and in-betweens. And each of those things have allowed me to be the, become the person that I am. Each experience truly has given me a little something to help frame me and to frame my brand. And had it not been for this exact journey and this exact time and place, I clearly may not have had the privilege to speak with you today. And so I took a step back even from my career um, when my boys were young so that I could be present for them, you know, and that's a hard decision, honestly, to kind of put your career on hold. And so I reduced my work hours. Right. And so um, I know knew that it would be a challenge and perhaps difficult, but I knew that I needed to do it. And so in that space and time, I could be present for them. And probably, of course, even though my hours were reduced, I still needed to overachieve even there. And so it was during that window that I ended up being offered a promotion um, to um, be the head of marketing over Chrysler brand at the time. And so that just shows that whatever your journey happens to be, and whatever may come in your space or in front of your path, you really and truly have to use it and take it for what it is and allow yourself to grow and benefit from that experience. I think no one expects to sometimes have things confront them that they have to deal with and overcome, but it frames you. And it is incredibly rewarding when you can look back and recognize that even through failures, you learned resiliency. Even through the downs, you've found something deep inside that you can use to propel yourself forward and to be the best person that you yourself can be. Wow, wow. So what advice would you have for young women who are considering a career in this new world of automotive that we're looking at now? Right. Well, you know what? Um, I recently gave um, a keynote or keynote remarks at the University of Michigan. It was a skilled and savvy professional development conference. And I touched on, you know, what I believe to be the tools that young professionals, particularly, you know, women included, need and will need on their journey to solidify themselves um, and sure up their career. Um, First and foremost, I would say that this is a journey that does not happen overnight. 
And so it is imperative and important to have patience. I know in this day and age when we have so much immediacy before us via social media, Amazon, etc., where things just happen in real time, and after a day, things are old, but you have to have a level of patience. And to allow your work to build your portfolio of work and to allow it to speak on your behalf. Um, I would also, in that regard, ask young women to recognize that you can't expect to be the CEO in year one of your career. You know, even though that's tongue in cheek, it is going to take time. So just know going in that, you know, you may get a little frustrated from time to time, but just know that good things happen. Good things happen. Um, I think you have to know your brand, know yourself um, and know who you are creating. And that gives you strength and and clarity as part of your journey, because it's going to take fortitude in order to withstand the rigors, if you will. Um, And so you just have to have a, a good understanding of who you are. And then I would say also, don't be afraid to be different and be the outlier. It gives you the opportunity to, to develop a sense of fearlessness and taking risk. And we all know as much as we want to avoid failure, it happens and it also can truly be your friend. And because from that, from failure, you do learn resiliency. You do learn how to recover. And if you don't take risk, you don't grow. You just don't. And there are many tools that I could probably also go on to share But maybe let me end with, we have to take care of ourselves. And that's just not professionally, which is what we're talking about, but spiritually, emotionally, physically, it takes quite a lot of rigor to rate, you know, to wage a successful career and to be fearless in doing it. And so you need all those tools. You need you know, your physical strength, you need your emotional strength, you need all of that. And you need a strong sense of self to know who you are and the direction that you're embarking on. And so those would be probably the the few key tools that I think young women hopefully could benefit from and know that it's okay to be different. It's okay to be unique and uh, craft your own story that is authentically you. Wow, that's great advice for for men as well. Um, really good insight. Wow. Well, I want to I want to thank you, Kim, for for taking the time to give us some insight on your career and and uh, um, some great advice uh, for those of us that are looking to build on our careers in the future. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Now back to the noise. <laughs> 